Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Thanks to everyone who supports independent tech news directly. If you're not already, become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, December 3rd, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And uh, from a warm and unseasonably warm uh, L.A. area uh, location, I'm Roger Tang, the show's producer. (laughs) Is it that warm where you are? It is. It is also not unseasonably warm. It's actually kind of normal for L.A. right now. But... Nevertheless, that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to update you on amazing advances in 5G. We have actual news for 5G. We're going to get to that. But let's start with a few tech things you should know. In advance of Nigeria's February election, the Pointer Institute examined the spread of false information on WhatsApp, and a survey found that 28% of people in Nigeria shared information which turned out to be false. Mm, happens all over the world. NVIDIA unveiled the Titan RTX GPU, 24 gigabytes of GDDR6 VRAM in each card, 24, 72 Turing RT and 4,608 CUDA cores. That's up from 68 and 4,352 in the RTX 2080 Ti. It is described in many headlines as a beast. It also more than doubled the price to 2500 bucks per card. They're really targeting like AI researchers and stuff, but it can be used in your video game machine. It is a consumer card. The $80 Titan RTX NVLink Bridge was also introduced. That will let you join two Titan RTX cards for a mere $5,000. Uh, and if you did do that, you would get 100 gigabytes per second of total bandwidth on your video card. So... Speaking of AI, DeepMind's AlphaFold AI has yielded a fast method to find the 3D structure of proteins from the sequence of their amino acid molecules, winning an international protein folding Mm -hmm. competition. Determining folds used to take years in many cases, but AlphaFold can predict folds in a matter of hours. Determining protein folding is essential in treating many diseases, among other things. Yeah. That's a good advance. Uh, And Tumblr told its users it will no longer allow adult content on the platform as of December 17th. Tumblr was removed from Apple's App Store a couple weeks ago, at which time Tumblr told users it had a zero-tolerance policy when it comes to media featuring child sexual exploitation and abuse. Monday, CEO Jeff D'Onofrio announced the site would no longer allow explicit sexual content and nudity with some exceptions, and they lined out some of those exceptions like breastfeeding or health stuff, uh, things like that. So Tumblr cracking down. Well, you know, in Instagram, 
sounds kind of like Instagram's policy, right? Yeah. Here's my question. Where do they all go? The user's going to go somewhere. Those Tumblr users that were using it for that purpose, not the child stuff so much as the the just, you know, erotica. Uh, Yeah. They're going to go somewhere. Yeah. Let us know feedback at dailytechnation.com. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> would be the normal thing I would say there. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's talk a little more about AirPods. Let's do it. Analyst Ming-Chi Kuo says that Apple will release upgraded AirPods with wireless charging support and upgraded Bluetooth in the Q1 of 2019. Redesigned AirPods will supposedly follow in 2020. That would be great because they don't actually fit my ears currently. <laughs> well, also forecasts a rise in unit sales from 16 million in 2017 to 100 million. Yes, you heard that right. By 2021. And that's just AirPods. We also have a lot of other headphone manufacturers making similar wireless. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Buds that you pop in and they automatically pair. Uh, the AirPods are definitely Apple's best-selling accessory quo says that and it, i have no reason not to believe that i do think okay this is just personal okay but the other day i was thinking you know i don't feel so weird wearing the airpods out and about anymore because i see more people with them on uh and so it's 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 not they don't stick out as much as they did i remember when when earphones with wires were weird in public and you felt a little self-conscious because you're like people are like what are those but now everybody does it does it feel weird? I was hoping AirPods were getting to that point. Then a friend of mine made fun of me and was like, "What? why do you have those cigarette butts hanging in your ear, Merritt? <laughs> I've never heard them referred to that way. Clever. I hadn't heard that before either. So does this mean that that form factor, not just AirPods, is definitely, though, despite my friend's clever remark, becoming just a normal thing? <laughs> the normal way you wear your headphones with your phone? Well, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the the Apple's AirPods, because they're like the earbuds, just don't fit my ears. I have weird ears. I don't know. I'm not the only one who complains about this. But, you know, when Tom says, I can jog with them, no problem. I'm like, that would last me four seconds. Sure. However, the idea of wireless um, headphones um, and and certainly, you know, kind of the earbud thing rather than a Bluetooth 
uh, um, solution. You see it everywhere. Um, yeah. I certainly do. And yeah, I think that that's just going to become more and more the way that people listen to. You mean stuff not Bluetooth, but you mean mobile. wired Bluetooth, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. And maybe some of those other off brands, uh, not off brands, that's horrible. Uh, those alternative non Apple brands uh, uh, fit yours better. They're certainly cheaper. And they're well, here's good. open. Yeah. At 10 a.m. local time, December 1st, Japanese TV network NHK began broadcasting in 8K. 8K, folks. 8K broadcasting has begun. Mark it down in your calendars. Uh, along with 22.2 channel sound, it's the first movie broadcast at 10, 10 a.m. Uh, local time, I think, uh, was 2001 A Space Odyssey, <laughs> which was rescanned from the original negatives for the broadcast. It was a 70 millimeter, I think. So it had nice, nice big Most wide. Different. Yeah, mm-hmm. lots of resolution. Uh, Sharp began selling its first super high vision AKTV uh, with built in tuner last month for around 6,600 bucks. So you can buy AKTVs. And if you live in Japan, you can receive one signal. And it's definitely the pretty channel. Like, other than 2001 A Space Odyssey, they're showing like pictures of Yosemite and folks on the ocean, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Wolves and Alaska. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Um, hey, someone's got to start, right? Um, I, you know, these sorts of stories, and I hate to be like, ah, eh, who cares, whatever, because it, it's, it, it's technology where, you know, the, the resolution is getting better than ever, and this is significant. I don't feel like I'm the target audience for anything like this. Mm. I mean, I can barely, you know, read a menu in low light at a restaurant these <laughs> days. So, um, but, but at the same time, you know, for someone who can discern the difference, um, or at least cares that, you know, if you're talking about specs, then sure. Okay. Here we are broadcasting in 8k. Yeah. I, I don't think you're alone. I don't think anyone's super excited about 8k other than the technical advance of it. Right? Like it's, it's not, something that has an obvious advantage. Every review I read of it has people saying, yeah, but when I stepped back more than a foot, it didn't really look any different than 4K to me, right? So right. There, there are definitely things you can do with 8K that you can't do because you've got all that resolution, you know, cool tricks and zooms and stuff like that. But I wonder if 8K will be the first advance that isn't immediately taken up. 4K has been a little bit taken up a little with a little bit less enthusiasm than HD, because you have to have HDR to really make it look different. And otherwise, people are like, yeah, okay, it's got more resolution. But when I'm sitting on my couch, I don't really notice. So I'm curious about 8K, whether it's whether it's going to take longer. I think eventually it will take over because you'll be able to do more with more resolution. It'll get cheaper, et cetera. But it may take a lot longer to catch on. And I mean, HK doing it in Japan simply because they want to be ready for the Olympics and have an Olympic broadcast in 8K, which is always Ah, good point. It's uh, it's it's a very interesting uh, technology, and it's typically kind of uh, uh, industry oriented in that they want to push more upgrade products that people they hope will upgrade to. It kind of reminds me of 3D, where 3D was like in every TV that you saw for sale at Best Buy or 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 on Amazon because that was the thing. Everyone was going to have 3D. You just need to wear glasses. It kind of petered out because it was convoluted for a lot of people who didn't feel like wearing glasses, but they also didn't really see a benefit because 99% of their viewing was 
watching the news or watching their Netflix or watching something that wasn't 3D. Yeah, you had to do something to watch 3D. I think that was its biggest downfall. If it had just been built in and everything was in 3D, then it might have caught on because people were like, well, it's there. It's in my TV. I think that's why 4K is catching on in a lot of cases. People just buy a new TV and it's got 4K and they're like, oh, well, okay, I guess I'm watching 4K then. Yeah, right. Even somebody who's not necessarily interested in these specs is like, what's 4K? means better resolution. Well, I want that one. Yeah. Yeah. Some people will 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 clam onto that, uh, whether or not they care about 4K exactly. The Wall Street Journal reports its sources say that Amazon is testing its cashierless system used in Amazon Go convenience stores in a larger grocery store type layout. At Amazon Go, customers scan a barcode on entry, and then their selections are tracked and automatically charged to an Amazon account. When they leave, we've talked about this before on the show. Amazon previously denied plans to use this cashierless checkout in its Whole Food stores. So one asks themselves, is Amazon going to take on Whole Foods with itself? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's weird. That'd be like Amazon. It's weird, but Amazon does these things. Yeah, it sometimes. does, right? Amazon go big. Uh, here's yeah. the non-organic grocery store for, for Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I was thinking about this and I hadn't actually thought about it in that like perspective, which is pretty intriguing. But I was thinking maybe Amazon would sell this technology to other grocery chains, right? Because they do that yeah. too. That's, a, that's Amazon Web Service. So maybe they wouldn't use it in Whole Foods, but would provide a platform for other big chains to turn their, their grocery stores into cashierless. But but it doesn't have to be either or. It could be that plus what you're saying where there's also these, you know, big Amazon grocery chains that aren't Whole Foods somehow. Well, so uh, so here's my question. Why wouldn't they want to do this with Whole Foods? Amazon owns Whole Foods. Whole Foods is, you know, depending on where you live, certainly where I live, it's, you know, it's it's my favorite grocery chain. I'm there all the time. Um, you know, I like the cashiers and, you know, it all works fine. But But on a busy day and there's lots of lines you know it's 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 i could see where uh it would be advantageous to take the whole uh you know checking out part out of the equation but why 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 would you not do that is because we're sort of in this kind of bridge area of grocery where certain people are like i'm just not comfortable not yeah. having i think that's your biggest out. thing is the whole foods clientele in particular are yeah. a little bit tech resistant they don't love the idea that Amazon owns their Whole Foods store. Uh, and, and, and getting rid of cashiers might not play well. Like, you're getting rid of jobs. It's automation taking jobs away. Plus, right, you actually yeah. have a, a, a labor problem with Whole Foods employees already. You might not want to make that worse by introducing this. And every Whole Foods I've ever been at has a really prominent security person standing outside, which makes me think mm-hmm. that they have a problem with shoplifting that maybe wouldn't be the best test case for cashierless. I don't know. Microsoft hmm. will add real-time captions and subtitles to Windows, Mac, and online versions of PowerPoint in late January. The AI will support 12 spoken languages and display on screen in more than 60 languages, so it can do translation as well. At the same time, Microsoft has launched similar technology for Skype today. Users can read the words on screen as spoken. The feature auto-scrolls right now, but Microsoft is working on a way to scroll through captions in a side window if you want to like kind of scroll back into the conversation. 20 languages will be supported in Skype as it rolls out over the next few weeks. So if you launch Skype today, it may or may not be there for you, but it's rolling out over the next few weeks. Real-time translation. I mean, I'm into it. 
I, I, um, I can think of uh, several instances over the last few years where, you know, I, I, I wanted to talk to somebody where language was a barrier and this would have uh, gone over real nice. Yeah. The translation is great for, for language barrier. Uh, just the captioning is great for accessibility. Uh, if you're hearing impaired, I could think of maybe some streamers would use it to just provide live captioning as they go along. Uh, it must be sure. good enough. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how well it works. Well, and that's the question, right? Yeah. Like, how good is it? <laughs> These things, have, they used to be horrible. I mean, the YouTube uh, auto captioning was 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 awful uh, in days gone by. But with with AI advances, with machine learning, uh, they've improved a lot. So I'm, I'm going to assume it's it's serviceable, but I can't wait to try it out. Me as well. The Ryan's Toys Review YouTube channel. Have you heard of it? Well, it features eight-year-old Ryan is listed at the, as the top moneymaker on YouTube at 22 million subscribers over 12 months from June to June, according to Forbes. Or $22 million, rather. Jake Paul took second place at $21.5 million. And Dude Perfect... I don't know you, but a lot of people do because you were third at 20 million. Ryan's parents set up the channel in March of 2015. They've been doing it for a little bit. Has almost 26 billion views and 17.3 million followers. That's crazy. In August, Walmart began selling a range of toys and clothing called Ryan's World. This has really caught on. Now, I believe since around March 2015, Roger has been telling me about the toy vloggers on YouTube and how it's becoming OMG, huge. Tom. It is <laughs> one of the most mystifying, but also, like, you, you understand it, but it, you look at it, you still like, why? Um, essentially... Mystifying it, in the sense of that it, you don't think like, it's good well, it's content? A, it's like you cranking in $22 million, and all you do is run around and play with toys. Like, it's not even shot well. It's just <laughs> someone running around playing with toys. They make up little silly vignettes. This is so. Understand this. Uh, there, there might be a few more people involved, but it's most, most, mostly Ryan, his brother uh, or sister, um, his dad and his mother, all involved. And they do these li- little silly skits. They he plays with toys, like he'll do like toy unboxings, uh, what have you. But if you saw it, it would look like someone's home video. But this genre of kids' YouTube videos is hot because it's safe. Um, kids watch and they enjoy it because even though they may not be interacting, kids actually like it watching other kids play. That's what I've learned, even though as adults we tend to shy away from that. Um, but it spawned a host of imitators. So the, while there's a Ryan, there's like a, there's kind of a Ryan clone from Australia who does something very similar. There's a little Russian girl with her dad who does these videos out in like Indonesia or something where they live. It's like literally everyone and their mother. And this is like one of those kind of uh, gold rush moments where everyone sees I can make money by doing silly videos that kids will watch hours on end. And I will be able to make money, uh, enough that I can quit my day job and just do this full time. Now that brings up the question, Roger, why you haven't done this with your children. Believe me. You could be a millionaire. So my my wife basically summed it up in one sentence. It's like, we have too much (laughs) self-respect. Like there is a level of you. There's a level of putting yourself out there and looking like a goofball. Like, you know, you know, you, you have to be, of that disposition, and I am not. 
You have well, more okay, than $22 so this, million. This actually kind of brings up something that, you know, all, all of us as producers, you know, the, there's a certain, uh, you know, level of quality when you think of video production, right? Where you go, oh, okay, well, somebody's going the cheap route. Um, but that's not necessarily marketed to kids. It's just, you know, SEO and whatever. Um, how much does it, I don't know, scare parents when something like this is so popular that isn't necessarily done that well, you know, according to you, Roger, I haven't seen these videos, but you know, how much does it bother you that this is something that a, a child who's very malleable and, 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 and you has know, to learn is, is, is absorbing. You kind of, you, you, you kind of roll your eyes when you first see it, because like I said, you're watching someone else's home videos and they're making money off of it. Um, the second thing is you kind of relent because your kid keeps quiet and engaged, keeps them <laughs> off your back. Mm-hmm. So it provides a service. It's, it's a weird, and this is why it's, it's both understandable, understandable, but also mystifying. It's like $22 million. So your kid runs around. He, he it's literally stream of consciousness. Oh, look, I have a pumpkin that when you smack it, 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 it cycles through these led lights. Oh, it's like 10 minutes right there. Of a of like a thirty minute clip, and you have a channel full of these. Ryan Ryan told NBC that he is po- so popular because he's entertaining and fun. That's, well, sure. That's the secret. I mean, he's, and he, he I'd, I hope he feels that way. He's just he, not, he it is, just sounds uh, like the you know the 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 execution leaves a little bit to be desired for people who for Roger, might but also you know, it works. have this a channel like this. It works. It yeah. works for them. Yeah. It works for Roger's these the only one bothered by the production value actually if if all of you yeah i'm just curious if there's going to be child actor like issues with children Uh, there there will be because a lot of these kids are at the stage where they're very recognizable by other kids yeah when they're out and about now if they do the kind of whole winnie from uh uh, not growing pains from uh wonder Wonder years and you disappear for like eight years ten years and no one knows what happens to you i'm sure you could live a pretty decent life I, mean, I don't know Win- if you Winnie's it. a math whiz. Yeah, she exactly. Never went anywhere. She, well, she, but she wasn't on camera the same way that Fred Savage continued to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to our other show, DailyTechHeadlines.com. All right, we got three big 5G stories today. Uh, Bloomberg reporting that Apple won't release a 5G-capable iPhone until 2020. That's not a surprise. Uh, I know that Mark Gurman and friends over at Bloomberg need to do this story. It's their due diligence reporting the story. But they did a very good job of pointing out this is what Apple always does. Uh, they weren't first on LTE. Uh, they didn't come out with a 3G iPhone. When they first came out with the iPhone, even though 3G was around, they usually wait for service to become more widespread. The question is, will this be the time that that's not the right strategy uh, to do? Will 5G be different because carriers are pouring so much money into prioritizing 5G phones because the speeds are so much faster? Personally, I'm going to put it out there on the line. I don't think so. Uh, I think if iPhone waits till 2020 for 5G, that'll be fine because these networks really won't be widespread enough by then. If they go faster than I expect, eh, could be wrong. Samsung, however, announced it plans to release a 5G-capable smartphone sometime in the first half of 2019, and Verizon is going to carry it. Uh, Verizon and Samsung are showing off a proof of concept of the phone at Qualcomm's Snapdragon Technology Summit this week uh, using the X50 5G modem from Qualcomm. Samsung makes its own 5G modem, the Exynos 5100, but they generally will 
put that in international markets and use the Qualcomm uh, model in, uh, in the U.S. and a few other markets. And South Korean carriers SK Telecom, KT, and LG U-Plus all launched their 5G networks over the weekend. SK Telecom CEO Park Jung-ho even made the world's first commercial 5G video call using a Samsung prototype 5G phone. Now, this service is all enterprise. If you're an enterprise, you can get it. If you're a consumer, hold on. You got to wait to get your 5G service in Korea until March. So, you know, Verizon has launched some of their their service, uh, 5GNR service. Uh, we've got uh, the, these enterprise-level services coming in Korea. It's happening. 5G is real, and it's getting launched. Uh, and over the course of the next year, we're going to see more and more of it getting launched. Samsung is obviously out there saying... We want to, you know, putting a prototype in the CEO of SK Telecom's hand, uh, working with Verizon at the Qualcomm, like, yep, absolutely, we're going to have these 5G phones. And as I said just a minute ago, I'm not sure that that hurts Apple to wait. Uh, why am I wrong, Sarah? <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I don't think you're wrong at all. Um, Apple is... It, when you think of, okay, well, you know, what is Apple at the forefront of? You know, it's it's new hardware technology, right? Oh, you know, we, we, we made a new smartphone that now everybody's going to copy. Of course, I'm talking about the iPhone that, that launched many years ago or the iPad or, you know, a variety of other uh, hardware devices. When it comes to the infrastructure that can power a new iPhone, right? So let's think of, you know, in terms of a smartphone for 5G, Apple... I don't want to put something out there where it's like the the whole 5G thing is 2019 is going to be very interesting for this. And yes, you have lots of companies clamoring to be the first, but Apple doesn't do that. And Apple doesn't want it to be sort of confusing and messy. They want everyone to understand what 5G is first. And then they say, we have the best 5G capable iPhone or, or smartphone rather, you know, that happens to be an iPhone on the market. And, and we weren't first, but we're better because they do that every time with all of their hardware. Yeah, because they don't want to sell something on 5G and then have a bunch of their their folks buy it and say, well, wait, I don't even get 5G where I'm at. Of course, they could come out with a 5G version in Korea and be just fine because all three carriers just launched it over the weekend. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's definitely going to be there. Roger, I'm curious if you think it's a mistake for Samsung to come too early. I think... Um I think it's a little different because Samsung is is also like a national champion in South Korea. So there they can have the infrastructure that supports it. So what if other regions don't have it? They'll have it in their in their in their product chain and when those different markets even in the US if you won't get 5G across the country overnight, but you will get it in large metro areas, you could definitely start feeding into those uh regions as well. So for the <coughs> pardon me. For them, it's like, well, we already have the technology. We can already use the service you know, in our home market, probably adjacent markets as well. So why not just build it? And then you know, when other markets catch up with the technology, we can you know, feed into that as well. For Apple, I mean, they're, they're working on a, uh, on a slightly different premise. They're selling services, online services, and they're selling their phones. And if they don't think they can make enough on a return – selling a 5g phone i mean there's no point in it <laughs> I, I mean we have a prediction show coming up so i should save some of this powder i think but but i'm gonna guess uh that 
Apple comes out with a, a, uh, an LTE advanced phone that they claim is faster, almost as fast as these 5G phones you're hearing about. Uh, we get another uh, another round of, of iPhones aren't selling as fast as they should have, and it's because they didn't put 5G in them at the end of next year, and then Apple comes out with a 5G iPhone the year after, and their market share continues to just muddle along where it is, period. Uh, I think that's a pretty good prediction. (laughs) Put it in the show, Tom. Hey, thanks, everybody who participates in our subreddit. Sometimes there are 5G predictions. Sometimes there are other stories. You can submit your own and vote on other people's stories at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We're also on Facebook. Hang out with us if you like Facebook groups, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. You know who we haven't talked to in quite some time is Nate Langson. So, so happy to have him back sharing a preview of what's coming up on the next text message. Thanks, guys. How would you like to be on a high-speed train and be able to have your packages from Amazon or food deliveries from some other provider delivered to you in your seat while you're traveling? It sounds a bit far-fetched, but that is exactly what's being proposed in Britain as part of a $71 billion project for an entirely new national railway system across the nation. You can learn more about it by listening to the latest episode of Text Message, episode 153 at techpodcast.uk or by searching for T-E-C-H apostrophe S message in your podcast store of choice. Back to you. I will respond to Nate and Ian's discussion of Amazon delivering packages to your seat on high-speed trains with the, you never know what it's good for until they put it in place. I just want a high-speed train. Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> Give me that Please first. send us a high-speed train. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about packages. Uh, we do get virtual packages, right, Sarah? Right here at the show? Um, yeah, Tom, I'm glad you mentioned that. In fact, uh, sometimes they come in the form of emails. And we'll stick with the UK for a minute because John from Slightly Cold and Very Wet Basingstoke in the UK wrote us in. And said, I have a quick tip for cleaning out your old gadgets in advance of all the great new bits and pieces you're going to be getting as gifts. Do something good with your old gadgets. Sell them on eBay and opt to donate 100% of the sale proceeds to a charity of your choice. I only recently found out you can donate your eBay sale proceeds to charity. This saves me the hassle of getting money to a charity and then encourages me to sell off all the things that are not worth very much, but are worth more than nothing. My most recent sale, my original Nexus One phone, it was £16.50, the proceeds of which will help care for cats that are looking to be rehomed. Oh, John, I like you already. Hopefully, the simple tip will help users in clearing out things that they don't need and also benefit others. What a lovely thought, John. And I had no idea that eBay made it so easy uh, to donate your proceeds. Uh, I know some of you will want to keep the money for yourself, and that's fine too. Uh, But if you're like, yeah, I want to get rid of this stuff, but ahead of Christmas and, you know, I I don't really need to be a money grubber, uh, or maybe you do. Maybe maybe you need some money to buy those gifts for other people. That works too. You know, you're, you're sharing the love in either way. So that's really cool. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. And thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Uh, We did hit our goal of having, I think, six more patrons than last month. So we need to have seven more patrons this month. That could be you. In fact, we're still offering a holiday card uh, to anyone who signs up between now and the 5th. You have two days left 
to sign up at patreon.com slash DTNS, uh, or if you're already a patron, to make sure that your mailing address uh, at patreon.com slash pledges is authorized for us to see. And then you'll get a holiday card sent to you with a special message from us and art by Len Peralta. Remember, sign up uh, within the next two days at patreon.com slash DTNS. If you have feedback for us, we'd love to hear it. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. Bookmark it and send us something. We're live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2130 UTC. And you can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Patrick Beja. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax with their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs. You can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.